a daughter plans a trip to Otaru after reading an unsuspected letter from her mother's former lover. Moonlit Winter, written and directed by Lim Dae-hyung. Right, so, I mean, straight off the bat, we both kind of agree that it's quite a, um, like, a unique and interesting take on the lesbian story in the sense that it's it's set very heavily in Asia, and of course you have um, all of these sort of cultural traditions that come to suppress, really, this relationship um, that has been kind of lost through the years. And it's set in... Um, between Korea and Japan during the winter. So, I mean, truly, like, this is a pretty beautiful movie when you think about it. And also, like, the Japanese city that they film most of this in is Otaru, which I believe it's it's quite north up in, like, Hokkaido. And it's, like, known for its, like, sort of brick buildings and, like, European-type architecture. Um, but I think, I mean... Going back to the movie itself, like, the one thing that kind of struck us was, um, sort of the performances. And, like, especially by, you know, the mother and, like, her ex-lover, um, which was, you know, played by, um, Kim Hye, uh, was, was the actress of the mother, and, like, I asked one of my Korean friends, and she said, like, she's not that big in Korea, which, I mean, I, I think she totally should be. And then, um, of course, Yuko Nakamura plays, um, Jun, which is the, uh, her ex-lover. Yeah, I think just like going, um, like going on top of what you said about like the like the actresses who played the mothers. I think that they did a really good job at um, portraying this like hidden desire that they've always had over the years, but also um, like the reality, which is um, them facing you know what society wants and them going their separate ways over the years. Um, but I think they do it in a very subtle way that. Um, I think does the story justice um but also I think the film uses like a really effective device that allows them to really capture that um you know like the the difference between like reality well like it really captures like their inner like dilemma um and that's like through the letter um like the the voiceover narration of um I think it's um, Jun's letter to Yoon-hee, um, yeah, and I think that, like- Yeah, because they send each other letters, like, along the way. Yeah, like, at first, I was actually quite confused about, um, you know, like, where, like, where, who was, like, where the letter was started, um, or, um, you know, like, what the letter was trying to say, because the voiceover narration starts really early in the film, and it plays over on top of, like, what is happening today, but these letters were actually written, like, years ago right yeah from like a while back like yeah i think like the backstory for like the mother and her um ex-lover so yun hee and chen was that they were like high school classmates and like yun hee is um or actually chen um she's i don't know if there's an actual term for this but like ethnically japanese but living in korea um and like she has some family stuff and she moves back so it's it's sort of this exchange um between them and it's 
you know, it's kind of confusing because it drops you right into like this high school setting and the first character you kind of see is the daughter, actually. Um, like you and his daughter yeah. save him. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think like also talking about the actors, um, like the daughter <laughs> stood out to me, but not in a particularly good way just because I feel like yes like her character is really important as like a plot device and like it you know it basically is the impetus of the two um middle-aged women like meeting but I think that um and 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 yeah I think like the way that the character was written makes sense you have this like very um young like energetic kind of frivolous girl um who you know, because of these characteristics, she has, like, you know, she has the, she has the motivation to do something like this, like, trying to, you know, match her mother, or, like, like, make her mother, like, meet her old friend and stuff, but I think the actor, the actress was just, like, she fell flat for me, and I don't know if this is because, you know, she was, like, in, she was, like, a Korean idol or something, like, in real life, It, it just, like, there was no depth to it, and I think that with this kind of character, like, Jesse and I were talking about um, um, the actress who played Midori in Norwegian Woods. Um, yeah, it was very, it's she's a like very incredibly similar eccentric, yeah. Eccentric, yeah. And I think that's what you need. That's the type of actress you need to play a role like this. You can't just make a character that is like, you know, all quirky and stuff and then just put some like random, like, you know, like young girl. Like, you need, it actually arguably takes more from an actress to really like, do such a role justice and i just don't feel like that this character this actress did yeah yeah i mean i i do like the idea like as you were saying having the daughter being like this plot driving device um but yeah. at the same time like for sure like maybe because like it's it's played by um kim song hey who's like she's kind of known as like that girl from like produce 101 who like was in like f and then she like rose all the way to the top but i mean I guess, like, if you're, like, set out to do one thing, you can't really do the other one that great. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, like, kind of, like, I mean, it, it is, like, it's kind of, not to be harsh It's anything, kind of yeah. like if Jenny from Blackpink played a mean girl in a coming-of-age <laughs> movie. Like, you would be like, yeah, I mean, I guess she looks like she would fit the role. Yeah, but then you, yeah. you, you, it just, okay, you, you need that kind of, you need, like, even, yeah, like, it's, I it's, just think of, like, Blair Waldorf's character, you know, like, uh, actress, Leighton Meester. Like, Leighton Meester, I'm pretty sure she wasn't that well-known when she was doing Gossip Girl. Sorry, this is a quick tangent, but I'm gonna come back. It's just, like, like, you need that kind of almost foreignness and, like, obviously really good acting to bring that out. And this girl is just, like, I don't know. Like, as you were saying, I feel like you can't just, you can't be, like, this super popular, like, it's like you can't be, like, a super popular TikTok star and then, like, you know, Mm, play a, a role in a movie and be, like, you know, be able yeah. to show that depth. Yeah, and, like, not to be harsh or anything, but, like, I... I the, the casting decision for the daughter was a bit off, and, like, I mean, it does kind of come back to that idea of, like, I'm sorry, but you just don't have enough talent. Yeah. And I feel like... I'm not saying that just because, oh, you're an idol, you can't... Like, if you had the acting abilities, then, you know, go for it. But, like, in this case, like, the reality is the execution was off. And, like, I feel like that is harsh, but it it did affect the viewing experience for me. Because you have this premise that is so... Has so much potential, and you have these two, like, you know, actresses for, like, the mom and, like, the other woman, like, 
like who are who like perf- really yeah, really really like, outstanding yeah that that just creates exactly. like such a stark contrast yeah for sure mm-hmm. but i mean like kind of going back to the idea of like a letter writing you said like it was almost sort of like how their relationship was like directly portrayed to the audience because a lot of it is very suppressed it's only like when they're writing about it it ever feels liberating and like there was this one quote from like well not this one quote from like Norwegian wood but like it kind of is Norwegian wood where like the characters write letters to each other but when you think about it yeah. it's like it's such an intimate mode of communication but it's almost also like the most distant mode of communication because you never know when they're going to reply you never know oh when they gosh, see yeah. it it's it's like the definition of like so close yet so far because I feel like in the letter you especially here she really she really said the truest things like the what her truest feelings were yet she can say these things because they're at a distance and i feel like when they were together she wasn't necessarily yeah. able to say those things yeah no and that that's a really good point because like towards sort of the end of the movie well you know the daughter's whole goal is to like get her mother to like meet her ex-lover and like she probably thinks it's a man or something but it like turns out it's a woman anyways um towards the end like they finally meet notaru along like the i think it's the canal um, and they're having this conversation, and it just, I mean, I understand now why the director did this. It felt so incredibly brief, because they didn't really show us anything. And I, I think that's true, because, like, in having a relationship like this, and, like, I mean, I don't know if it's, like, perpetuated by the Asian culture as well, but it's it's very, like, you know, don't think, don't tell. Um, but... I think having them actually like meet in person it means almost less than the letters mm-hmm. they wrote to each other because when you come face to face with someone like you've loved for so many years it's like the words don't come out but also like you feel like you don't need words or like words aren't enough to express yeah yeah what you're trying to for communicate. sure and um i think this reminds me of um so I was in a Chinese pop culture class this past semester in college. And, in, in America. Um, we were, America taught you about China. <laughs> I know. Um, we were talking about this topic like Dan Mei. I don't know if you've heard about, about it. It's basically like, you know, like the whole boys love culture in China and like in internet culture, like in fan fiction and stuff. And most like more, most like boys love writers are literally straight females. And then the audience is predominantly straight females as well so i was reading into like what the motivation behind like writing this kind of material is and like one of one of the reasons was like for the authors to portray more genuine and like more intimate like love without the cliches of a like heterosexual relationship you know and i think Mm -hmm. that like that kind of it kind of yeah it kind of makes me understand why like when you know like these two characters right like they have this very strong like love for each other apart but why like when they meet in person they don't hug or like they don't you know they're not like oh now let's run away and live in a cabin together and pretend we're cousins like like it's like they can't do that because it's almost too shallow you know like i feel like with like because think about it with if it's two heterosexual people like a male and a female and they meet after a long time like like they can be together if there is if there is an any obstacle like they can't but when it's like two you know two people of the same gender there's always that you know there's like 
all these other responsibilities, circumstances, and things like that. But it's still so powerful for them to stand there together because it's like, you know, like faced with the person that you know they've loved for so many years. Um, but you know, the reason why I feel like there's just is no, there's not a lot of like interaction, like physically or like, you know, is because like it would be shallow if that was the case. Yeah, and I yeah, and I also think like it's just another layer of this contrast between reality and like what you really sort of desire but i think also there's there's this aspect of like growth and maturity for the mother especially like at at times like you know she's when her brother when her not brother when her daughter brings her to like otaru on like a trip and she's like oh like nothing i just want to go to otaru because like otaru seems like a nice travel destination her mom's like yeah okay um and you know there's that one scene where like her her mother um yunhee is um she's tr- she's like trying to locate the um the address from where the letter was sent which is you know jen's house like she lives with her aunt um and she's like hiding behind this building and like watching her come out and like she just runs away and goes into a taxi and starts like bawling her eyes out because like you know how could i be so just such a useless lesbian how could i be like so shy to even approach her and i think that that's just it portrays that sort of childlike innocence at the beginning mm-hmm. and i think i think this is like you know, interestingly enough, it's a, it's, a, it's a journey of growth and maturity for the mother because letting go of this relationship is her discovering herself. And I think ultimately mm-hmm. that's why they wouldn't end up together because I think, you know, if you look back, like, getting over your first love isn't like... <laughs> it's getting over your first love. It's not like getting back together with them. It's, And then also, like, you know... It's kind of this process of like, um, you're gonna meet new people, and sort of their relationship. It's like it's almost like it's like this thing in the past that she really, you know, does kind of need to let go of right now because, like, when we're first introduced to her, like her situation is quite like, you know, economically speaking, like not the best, and like she just got a not just got a divorce, like a long time ago, got a divorce from her husband, and like, she's just like you know, tries to put on this, like, very cold-hearted stone front, but, like, we all know that, like, in reality, that's not true. Um, Mm -hmm. It's almost like this relationship is is what's really keeping her from even, like, just being successful on her own. And, like, this, like, almost, like, senselessness of, like, what am I doing with my life? I think it really comes from this fact, the fact that, like, she... You know, doesn't want to let go of that part of herself that still you know thought she could end up with Jun eventually um but also like getting to know that part of herself that you know maybe I just love women mm-hmm. yeah that, that makes a lot of sense I feel like it could be like that curiosity and that thought that you know what if like I missed the one that mm-hmm. kind of kept yeah. her from feeling like she was doing the most with her life and I feel like the confrontation at the end almost like is liberating for her and like it confronts her with the reality that like you know this is someone I really loved but it's also someone that I need to let go and I think that yeah I'm not I'm not exactly sure how they 
how they executed that last part. Like, I know they, like, they went their separate ways. Yeah, but... it was, it was left incredibly open, like, and, like, also not in a good way, Al- which is, like, one almost, thing this movie does a lot. Almost too open. Yeah. yeah. Almost too open. Yeah, yeah. Um... And I think, yeah, that's one of my other criticism. It's just, like, the premise is just so beautiful and, like, so nuanced. I know, and I'm yeah. sure it's a story that so many people would want to see, like, done well. But... It, I don't know if it's because it's the director's like debut film or it's just a lack of you know yeah, like yeah, cinematography his, like, wise like mm, this was his first feature film I think his first full yeah, feature film that like see you have this idea that has potential but you don't have the means to really you know execute it so that the impact is just as strong as the mm. the story itself yeah, yeah. Um, and I think yeah I think that ending. You're right. I feel like it kind of it left me a little underwhelmed because yes, they should the meeting is like good, right? And yeah. it, it has a lot of meaning, but afterwards it it's giving the the audience way too much way too much autonomy to like I I feel like for Carol, like obviously that was an open ending, but I was so satisfied by that ending. Because yeah, it yeah. gave you the hope that they could be together, but it also didn't say that they will be together. Because I feel like the author was like, you know, it would be unrealistic to just say like, oh, this is just happily ever, ha- ha- happily ever after, you know. But it gives you that hope that they could be together, or, or they could go their separate ways. But like, I don't know. It was an ending that was purposeful, and makes sense narratively. Like getting back to this idea of like, you know having an open ending i think i think the film i mean i'd say it did a pretty good job at establishing the fact that like they're probably not gonna get back together but i think you know i I do have to add on that like the ending it was it was open the sense that like nothing was resolved like it was just kind of left there which i mean exactly like Like, it's like they they, they gave up yeah it's like the project was like given up like yeah the project was was canceled (laughs) about three quarters in but hey, we appreciate it for its good things, so I think it's fair that we criticize it for it because, yeah. like, honestly, when Jesse recommended this film to me, I was like so excited to watch it because I was like, just the premise and like the ambiance yeah, and know. like set in Japan. Like, are you kidding me? We were so excited yeah, for and, this. And the fact that like I got this recommended from <laughs> Twice as Nyan, which you know, by the way, I'm just like really like. I just keep up with K-pop news. It's not like I stand twice or anything. But it, it it was a very pleasant surprise, I have to say. It was a very pleasant surprise in the sense that um, it's it's there were a lot of very promising things in this movie. Like the fact that it's even set in winter. Like it, it just I feel like in my opinion the most beautiful season to shoot winter with like the snow and everything and also like you have that like little motif which like the aunt character which I mean like MVP of them all, the aunt character, talking sense into everyone. Um, she was, you know, uh, there's this one scene where they're like shoveling snow together, the aunt and Jun. Um, yeah. And then they have this back and forth between like, oh, like what's the point of like shoveling the snow if, if it's just gonna snow again the next day? I think it's, it's, it's like this sort of like, what's the point of revisiting these old memories when they're just gonna be covered again? Or like, you know, yeah, what's the wow, point of waiting really for powerful. spring to come when, like, the winter is going to come again? But I think, I think it's more of, like, um... What's the, what's the point of being happy if there's stress <laughs> No, okay, we don't go there. It's the by me, Olivia, Rodrigo. It's not <laughs> <laughs> No, but, it, yeah, it's, 
yeah no but i think also like the, the way that the grandmother was approaching it is, is it's, it's almost in the sense that like you know some things do have to be i think that that is a lot like this relationship is is it's 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 not really about that thought of like oh what's the point of like going back if we're not gonna get back together again it's it's really it's that action of like peeling off a band-aid that really lets the scar heal another piece of a, just like a segue brief segue into like a, this long list of criticism that we have for this movie because like obviously we had <laughs> such high expectations and they were like not met but anyways yeah. um yeah like you know you had that snow motif but i think another motif was like the moon and that one was just like it was overused like a bit too much and and you know if, if you know for those, some of those who don't know like there's this phrase it's used in like japanese anime a lot which like it's it, you know the moon is beautiful tonight which essentially that means i love you in, in japanese um mm. and so is that coming back it's 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 like this longing but like it's just uh, you show us the moon way too much and like the fact that like um literally everyone in this movie has to point out that it's a full moon tonight yeah we see it you show me that so much like i feel like the better way to do it is is just you know either just have a bunch of people say it actually just just have you know all your characters comment on how full the fucking moon is and then show us the moon at the yeah, end yeah i i agree it was, it was too overused See, yeah. yeah, what I was going to say was that it felt oversaturated at times. Um, and, you know, like, that whole, like, comedic section where the daughter goes to the place where um, Jun lives, like, with the aunt. Um, like, it was her, like, oh, being, like, you know, the whole language barrier thing. And, like, oh, like, I don't speak English. Or, like, I, oh, my you God, know, yeah, that, something like, English like that. thing was so unnecessary. Like, please. It was so cringe. <laughs> I prefer me spoken like broken <laughs> Japanese. I like I really don't need you to like bring this to an international audience. I have my subtitles, thank you. I know exactly. And I felt like okay, first of all, number one, it wasn't funny. And number two, if you take that clip out of out of context, it looks like it's like from some kind of like cheap like K drama or C drama even. Oh my god, yeah. Even like even like the setup, like it was just it looks like a set. It looks <laughs> like a set. <laughs> it's like one of those like do you want to improve your english it was like hey, this is like probably not that not that not that um uh, familiar to like foreign audiences but it's like like one of those like like wall street english you see in china where they like they get you into like like try their classes for like 30 days <laughs> no it literally like, is that kind of vibe and, like, and it was so awkward because it's like coffee it's like okay we'll do like a bad thing and then a good thing but like I mean, one one part, one phrase that I really like is um, um in Japanese it's okenki desu, which is um how are you, and and I think mm-hmm. really it, when you have a directly direct translation like this might not be that accurate in in, in like English, but like in in like you, you know Chinese or Korean or like Japanese, it's more of like it's like ni ma like are you still okay, which I think like very sapphic. But you know, oh my god but, you know, but, but I, I think like that that phrase it just comes to show like it's it's it, yeah i mean it's it's a, it's an opening for a letter but um also it's just it's like just this reflection of, like, it's this yeah it's this vantage point of like this view of like you look back and it's like everything that that's you know been lost i feel like it's, it's like are things still it's the different same than I think, like, I think yeah exactly 
because I feel like there's an implication that you haven't caught up with that person for a while, but that you still care for them a lot. And it's almost like, you know, hey, like, I know I'm coming back after a long time, but I still I still want to know, like, are you still okay? Whereas, like, you know, you have the normal, like, you, you have the normal pleasantries that you just say to a stranger. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? But this is it's not the same. It's yeah. like it's what yeah, you like, think almost, to an old friend. Mm, yeah, like in English, I think it's almost been abused to so much. Like they ask it you has. every day, like how are you? And you say, I'm fine, thank you. And you, like I was talking about <laughs> this with like my friend too, and I was just thinking like you know it's interesting because like in Japan like people don't talk to strangers in public, you know, and I think that like. Because they see that as a form of respect. Because, like, they're, like... Obviously, there's difference in culture. And I'm not saying, like, American culture is wrong for those pleasantries. Like, it's not. It's, it's like, politeness in this culture. But, like, I feel like from the Asian perspective, it's, like, you know, you don't say things you don't mean. And genuinely, it is kind of superficial, like, with, like, yeah. asking, like, every single person, like, how are you? Because do you really care, like, who the person yeah. at the front desk of a Scotia Bank yeah. is? Like, like, are you really fine? Right? <laughs> do you really care how I feel? <laughs> like... Yeah. yeah because because like with those pleasantries you're like hi how are you i'm good how are you and then people don't say anything after that you know yeah like, yeah and like and like you can't say like oh my god i, f- I had such a bad day because then they ask you that's tmi that's tmi like, well, yeah are you gonna ask me this on a daily basis it's supposed to be like a one-liner but yeah I, I, yeah I really no this is why i can't I can't work in service industries or like Starbucks barista because I'll just be like, hi, 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 hi Magic Girder, like, how are you? And they're like, you won't believe what just happened to me this morning. And then I'll be like, so, um, sir, what's your, what's your name? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do think it's, it's, it's really such a nice phrase that, that really is so meaningful in like Asian cultures. I don't, I don't think, I, we like, we really don't think about it that much, but when you think about it, yeah, like, when do you really just ask it? It's it's you know you're you're assuming something has changed like you ask it and I feel like you, you ask it you ask it when you assume that something has changed or something is wrong and you're like ni hai ma like mm, right yeah yeah like are you still okay yeah you don't ask it on a normal basis yeah 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 that's true um but I mean kind of going back to sort of a point of criticism now. Like, I mean, we we all, we we kind of briefly touched on like sort of the directing, um, not really the directing, but like the screenplay, which is you know, I think the dialogue sometimes was was really quite on the nose, um. Yeah. Like I I mean. Do you remember any of the specific uh, ones? This, like... I'll paraphrase one scene, but like, so so yeah. there was this one scene where where Jun was sitting at a bar with with this other um. <laughs> She's another oh, hidden girl. sapphic, a hidden sapphire. Okay. <laughs> They're having this conversation, and like you know, she obviously can tell that like this other person, I think Ma- Masako, is interested. Um, yeah. Yeah, Masako. There we go. Masako is interested in her. I'm so sorry. Yeah, she can obviously tell that this other person, um, Masako, is interested in her, and you know, just the <laughs> the way that she describes it is just like she's like, oh, it's better to keep secrets than to like tell them out loud. Which I mean. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of yeah. It it's it, just, it's, it undermines it undermines the depth of whatever. It just she's undermines to what say. you said. Like, please keep that a secret. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, yeah. It's 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 too much. Like, I was like going back. To like that. I know I know what they're Show trying to get across, but it's yeah. not Show don't exactly tell. exactly. Yeah, 
And I mean, like, I also, think there's like, definitely kinda... a case of too much telling. Mm-hmm. And I really wish, like, this movie could have really benefit from, benefited from um, just longer Carol? shots. From Carol? Oh, right. <laughs> this movie became <laughs> Carol and Vika. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, I, I have to say, like, it, it could have really benefited from longer shots. Just, like, there were a few, and, and they're, you know, perhaps my favorite. But I think the one that I, I, I keep on going back to is that back and forth between the mother and the the bartender and I think it's such a waste because it's it's so brilliantly written with the way that she um she sort of, she sort of talks to the bartender he's okay it's 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 also like this like I can't work in the service industry because this is what you have to do like they're having like small talk and he's asking her oh like how's your day like what are you doing here and she goes um you know I just visited a friend and it's is all in Japanese like they're conversing Japanese with her like very limited Japanese and then she she suddenly switches to Korean and she keeps on telling the story about how you know today I visited my friend and we saw her and I said hello to her and, and like you know it's just it's so bittersweet because that's what she wanted to happen that's what she expected but she can never say that out loud she can never say that to someone who understands but I, I think it, it really would have benefited if, if the camera was just on the mother the whole time. And, like, I, you know, I think another thing that this, this movie does, which uh, I think really made it less outstanding, was that um, it introduced a lot of side characters, which I, I don't think you really needed to. I think, you know, it's like, um, God, in the mood for like love, the, like, this is, yeah. yeah. In the mood for love, does this so spectacularly? We we don't even see the faces of their spouses, which like I think this movie could have really benefited from. Don't show us the face of the bartender. Show show us his back, cleaning the glass, and then yeah, that him would, talking, that and then switch so to the mother, and keep the keep the camera on the mother, keep the scene on the mother, and she's like also at the same time taking these long drags out of her cigarette, which like it's just perfect. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but yeah, no, I, I think I think the. the, the mm-hmm. The boy character who was like the daughter's love interest <laughs> was totally unnecessary. Like, what was the I, point of that? Actually, I mean, I mean, I would have to kind of disagree. I think it was, in a sense, like part of the story. It just wasn't executed that well. Because when you yeah, try I to think about it, it, it draws this parallel between this like the, budding yeah. relationship. Where, you know, True. and it's almost ironic in the sense that, like, they start off having to, like, kind of hide because, like, her mother doesn't know that, like, her quote unquote boyfriend is an Otaru. Which, it's, it's just yeah. it, the, the irony of that. And also, like, I think it, it, it really does draw this parallel of, like, young love with what the mother had. Yeah, true. Like, it's very playful, I feel like. Mm, yeah. Between. But I think it, you know, I, I have to agree, like, it, it definitely wasn't executed that well. Yeah, I feel like if it had more, like, Murakami energy with how they did it, it would have been better. Because in Murakami, like, all the characters are so, like, interesting. Okay, but to be fair, all of his characters have a bit of himself in it, so, like, that could be why. Should we still do a food analogy for these two? <laughs> a food Wait, analogy. Wait, did I say two? Say. There's only... This is only one film. A food analogy. I mean, um. Oh my gosh, I. Okay, yeah. I. So. This is so embarrassing. 
but this unnamed game that I play, <laughs> in which I have a pet <laughs> online. So every single pet has a special food. And so I have a penguin, and my special food is like this little clear popsicle with a fish inside. <laughs> and that's not a real food, but I mean, it's kind of... Okay, winter, winter themed, but also, see, you have the life inside the popsicle, but it's frozen and hidden, and if you melt the popsicle, you can get to the center of the life and, you know, the core, but then the, the whole thing isn't there anymore. It's not that beautiful popsicle with the fish inside, it's just a dead fish. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why are we like this? Oh my god. Oh my god. I mean, yeah, I mean, carrying on from the the popsicle analogy, I guess. <laughs> I mean, Hokkaido, I don't know if this is in Hokkaido, but like some, or like maybe this is just an anime. I swear, I'm not a weeb. Anyways, they have like these like salt, salt, salty. Ice cream? Okay, that doesn't sound good. Like salty ice cream. Like salt ice cream. They sell like yeah, salt I think ice cream. Yeah. Hokkaido. Okay, yeah. Anyways, they sell like salt ice cream, which like I mean I guess it's like similar. Mm-hmm. In the sense that like it yeah, it, I mean it's cold and it's like frozen in time. And it's sweet and salty. But salty. <laughs> <laughs> They're salty about them, but like I think at the end of the day at the end of the day, like, I, I've never tried any of them, but, like, from my, like, my um, experience with, like, Chinese popsicles, which are, like, pretty much, like, salty water with, uh, like, a bit of, like, cornstarch. <laughs> it's, like, it, it reminds yeah. you of childhood. It's, there's, there's a familiarity to it. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, For oddly sure. warming. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, so that's a wrap. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>